Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Toss! Touchdown! Travis Kelsey! T. Higgins! Full grown man! Touchdown! Marquez Valdez Scantling! There's the signal! Touchdown! And that ties the game at 20. Butker's kick is up. And it is gone! You're gonna have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions! Welcome to the NFC Championship game. Touchdown! Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Seven, five, into the end zone. Touchdown, Boston Scott. Fly, Eagles, fly. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. <laughs> oh, no. What a matchup we have set for Super Bowl 57. Jalen Hurts, versatile offense paired with Hassan Reddick. And a punishing defense set to take on a never-say-die Patrick Mahomes team and the all-world-looking defense, defensive tackle Chris Jones. Woo! That's a way to describe a couple of teams and players. Super Bowl 57 kicks off Sunday, February yeah. 12th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Welcome inside. Good morning, football, for a day presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Tuesday, the final day in January. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, your mood today, please. If you had a mood ring, what color would it be and why would it be that? Because you seem... It'd be half green, half red, and not for Christmas for the Super Bowl, my okay. friends. Today's a very cool anniversary. I saw this one. 30th anniversary of Cowboys-Bills in the Super Bowl, the Leon Lett-Don Beebe play. Mm. January 31st, 1993. Wow. I think the wow. equivalent would be like, uh, I don't know... 
Frank Clark scoops up a fumble, and then Devontae Smith runs him down on the one-yard yeah. line of strips. So 30 years ago, we do some trivia. Obviously, one of the greatest halftime shows ever. Who performed? Was it Michael Jackson? It yeah! yeah! The Rose Bowl. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Brianna, you're up. Right? So I know. impressive. Right, the fact that you can associate it. So now halftime. you're just diving beyond the football. Heal the world. The okay, sorry. Oh, Put a Band-Aid on the no. planet. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> Got to. Definitely block. Lead block. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Reid is no stranger to Philadelphia. Andy was watching. Yeah, he what, probably was. He became the Eagles' winningest head coach over his 14 years there and took the birds to Super Bowl 39 where they fell to the Patriots. Andy Reid has since found Super Bowl success with the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach was asked if, he, if it would be harder facing Philadelphia because of his history with the team. That's not where your mind's at. Your mind's at making sure you have a solid game plan, and that you you come out and you you can perform. I mean, that's uh, to the best of our ability, and that that's I think where the major focus goes. And you 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 try to. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's, you blank. You try to blank out all the the hype that goes with the game. It's a it's pretty pretty big game uh, for everybody, you guys included. It's a big big deal, man. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, so. Uh, but you try to blank that, blank that out and make sure that you're, you're you're getting the game plan. What really matters together. Andy Reid has a true touch and finesse to how to describe this momentous occasion, not just for any team he has coached, but this one in particular and for everybody involved. He mm-hmm. has a genuine love and respect for the Eagles organization. Mm-hmm. But as we mentioned, he's moved on and found his time with the Chiefs. Now, of course, Super Bowl is a big deal, no matter who's involved, whatnot. But does facing the Eagles mm. make Super Bowl 57 a more significant one for Andy mm. Reid? Of course. Oh, you think? Of, of course. I mean, like you said, there's one thing to make it to the Super Bowl, but when you're with an organization for as long as Andy Reid was there, he was there for 14 seasons, and he accomplished some great things while he was there with the Eagles. You see it right there on the screen, 130 wins with that organization, which is by far more than the next coach, was his 63. So what he did there, nine playoff appearances, six division titles, he was dominant in his time there, and he leaves an organization in 2012 as they move on to hire Chip Kelly. And then he goes on to Kansas City and has even more success. So I think for him, like he said, the preparation, the two weeks leading up, it's on the back of your mind, but it's not a focus. You're getting ready for the game. You want to win a Super Bowl. But then you go out there for the game in Arizona and you look across and you see that green on the uniforms, on the coaches. You see that eagle emblem on their jackets and polos. And it brings back so many memories of you being there, you wearing that, you being a part of that organization that you want to win. You're married with somebody for 14 years. You leave. (laughs) They leave. You both find somebody happy. You're successful. You don't want to lose to them. There's no way in hell. So I think for sure this makes it loom a little bit more. You want to win this game. You want to look back and say, mm-hmm. yeah, like the Eagles, they let me go, but I showed them in the end. And there's, of course, a lot of love, a lot of respect, but I think this one means a little yeah, bit Yeah, the competitor in Andy, of course he wants to win. And when you see that logo, I can only imagine after working somewhere for 14 years, working another place 10 years, and then that, of all the 31 other teams, mm-hmm. that's what is holding mm-hmm. you back from a second Super Bowl. I, I was I was working as a sports writer and as a reporter during the final years of Andy in Philly, and it wasn't like he was blown out the building. Everyone, they went, they they missed the playoffs the last two years. They went four and twelve his last year, and it was one of those deals where like Jeffrey Laurie was like, I, I think this is best for both of us. We've we've done this now for fourteen years, and Andy 
was was upset. The story goes that they had like a cake waiting for him in like oh. the cafeteria, and like every staff person was there crying, like as Andy was let go mm. that morning. And everyone thought he was gonna take a year off. He was dealing with a real family tragedy, and he was gonna take some time away. And he and Tammy, did. three days later, he's hired by the Chiefs. He's like, "Let's go!" He's like, "No, no, no, you, let's go!" And he had this like spirit to him. And they went from being the worst team in football, the Chiefs, to going right to the playoffs that next year. And it's been nine out of ten seasons they go to the playoffs since he's gotten there. Mm. What's interesting about Andy and the Eagles is that it's not just Andy in the Eagles. Mm. Steve Spagnuolo was a longtime Eagles defensive coordinator, and now he's with him. Brett Veach, the general manager, was a longtime staff maker, a staff member in Philly. He's now in Kansas City with him. Rick Burkholder, the trainer, was a trainer in Philly. Go right down the list. Eric Bieniemy was a player for the Eagles in '99. Now he's obviously with the Chiefs. Matt Nagy was there. Greg Lewis was there. You go up and down the wow. staff. And it's just Eagles people all over in Kansas City. So for me, is it significant? Yeah, it's significant, but it's not just significant for Andy Reid and his story. Just about every person in that Eagles staff has some sort of connection to Philly. And I think that there's going to be a real bond, and the story's going to come into here, every individual person's connection to that Philadelphia Eagles franchise. Andy Reid, first and foremost. I wish it was a terrible divorce. With it wasn't. I wish it was awful, it sanctimonious, throwing things, burning clothes. New Year's Eve 2012. Jeffrey Lurie, quote, it is time for the Eagles to move in a new direction. We are very excited about the future. Peter says there was a cake. Uh, of course he was excited. Chip Kelly was the most exciting coach in the world at that point. He was going to revolutionize the sport. Mm-hmm. They bring him in, and it worked. And I think you're right, Jason. Like, as much as I would love animosity, it was a divorce that was in, best for all parties. And the kids were happy. And Andy immediately goes to Kansas City and starts winning. We've all hit that. And I think it's. I think if it had ended badly, it's like, yeah, I want to stick it to them. And there's certain owners out there who have fired coaches who have come back to beat them. But you know how you'd see these, uh, these uh, internet memes, and it's like, tire this, wire this. I'm going to say... Tired, Andy used to coach the Eagles. Wired this. Sirianni with the Chiefs. And if you think he didn't have that trademark panache still that he has now, give me the next pick. Look at this guy. This is a quality, bam, with a six shooter. Um, 2009, he got an interview with Todd Haley, the Chiefs coach at the time. They knew each other because they both used to work out at the YMCA when Sirianni was in college. Haley brings him on, quality control, you know, make coffee. Haley gets fired. Romeo Cornell comes on and Rack likes Sirianni so much that he keeps him and promotes him to wide receivers coach. So now Sirianni is a wide receivers coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Romeo Cornell gets fired. Andy comes on, lets him go. Let's him go. Does not retain his services, brings in his own staff. So if you want any sort of animosity whatsoever, everybody loves Andy Reid, of course. But I have a blood vendetta between Nick Sirianni like and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like Let him go. He fired his and ass. here he is now like dancing it. on the Super Bowl. Um, it's the Sirianni Bowl, if you ask me. Never mind Andy Reid. We've talked good. about that. Sirianni with the Chiefs is the story here. Mm. Kyle, I know you'd be very interested to know that there is a wild TikTok trend going on right now. Tell me. With Selena Gomez's voice that says, I don't have a lot of drama going on right now. Should I make some drama? I think you just did. I think you just tapped into something. This is what you meant by innovative, original ideas, not just lazy takes talking about brothers during the Super Bowl. That's research right there. Not, right? Well, the brother story, we just keep, keep pitting, repeat, 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 repeat. That's my uh, Selena no, Gomez I, lyric. Yeah. That, very good. I love very you good. like a love song, brothers. I thought you were going to lean into my side of the table here with this one because I, I think because Andy Reid is so beloved and because he is such a fine class mm-hmm. act of a gentleman, 
I don't think he cares who he's playing mm. in the Super Bowl, and I don't think he should. I think after the fact, maybe he could give us like a little inch in one press conference. Let's say he does beat the Eagles. Maybe he could say, yeah, it felt a little bit better because it was Kelly Green. But I think beforehand, I think you're just blind to the film. I think you're blind to preparing your guys. I know he has 12 days now to be thinking about it, but we all leaned into this whole Bengals, trash talk. Mm. You're not going to get anything from this man over the next 12 days. So my mind says that it shouldn't matter. I don't think it does matter on the front end. I think if he accomplishes it, it in his heart of hearts, it will matter. But I think if he gives to beat by them, I don't think it hurts any more if it is the Philadelphia Eagles. You lose in the Super Bowl, you lose in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who you lose to. I think the history is great, but I don't think this matters. I think mm. it's a Super Bowl, for crying out loud. He could be playing the Munich All-Stars, and yeah, he would, it, would, does, it wouldn't matter. It would like not matter. Team. Yeah, It's called, uh, they play the game at State Farm Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need someone on the Eagles to say it's, it's Hertz Farm Stadium and rename something. the stadium. Right. Hey. Yes, Hertz Farm Stadium Hertz is what I've got so far, um, right? Yeah. Trivia for you, yes. all you guys. Yes. Who was the offensive coordinator in the 2012 Chiefs? Nick Sirianni was the wide receivers coach. Was it McDermott? It was not. Good guess. Mm. And it wasn't Frank Reich, was it? Not Frank Reich. No. Oh. Current head coach in the league. Oh, uh, was it was it Zach Taylor? It was not Zach Taylor. Brian Dable, offensive coordinator ah. of, the Chiefs, wow. of the Chiefs. Over the Chiefs, and Sirianni was the wide receivers coach, and now oh, that's good. Brian Dable's going to win Coach of the Year, I believe, too. Wow, how about that? Wow. Sirianni might be hosting a Lombardi. <laughs> Over Andy Reid. That's right. Fire let me go. You fired me. That's right. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, dance bro. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. 
So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Time for another round of We In or We Out. We got, got some NFL news yesterday. Let's start with it. Brock Purdy, really unfortunate. We saw what happened here on the first drive of the NFC Championship game. Kind of puts a taint on the entire game when you look back on it in the, in the annals of time. And the Eagles move on, but what's to make of Purdy? According to NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, who's currently in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, it is a complete tear of the UCL. Guys, a complete tear. That's the ligament in his throwing elbow. He will undergo surgery as far as a timetable. I've spoken to multiple people on this. He should be ready for the start of training camp. So think about July is really the the angle there. They say it's about a six-month deal. So July is when we expect a healthy Purdy back. That's a long road back for recovery, though, Mm. which gets us to our segment here. Knowing what we now know about the 49ers quarterback situation, Trey Lance on the roster, Jimmy Garoppolo, a free agent, and, of course, Brock Purdy now dealing with this recovery Here's the statement. You tell me if you're in or you're mm-hmm. out. Okay, go ahead. Makes a lot of sense to put San Francisco as the potential landing spot for Tom Brady. Oh, Jason, oh are we in or are we out? <sighs> Two young quarterbacks on a roster, both dealing with season-ending injuries. I am in on bringing Tom Brady back home. Get him there. This allows them an opportunity to have these two young guys learn from one of the most professional guys to ever play the sport. Not only his greatness on the field, but how he carries himself off the field. The way he studies film, the way he encourages and motivates his teammates around him, how he raises everybody's level of play in the entire building. And for Tom, it makes sense. You have a good offensive line. Trent Williams is your left tackle. You have weapons aplenty around you. Debo, McCaffrey, George Kittle. So I think it makes a ton of sense a year to allow these guys to get healthy and to also learn from Tom Brady. But does he rein the Kyle Shanahan experience back in because of his age or because of like his inability to get out and scamper the way he... There's a lot of reasons why he should be there emotionally, uh, financially, family-wise. But I'm out on this. You're I'm out, out on this. Okay. It, it just... There are other teams that fit better, I think, geographically for him. I think um, his connection to the Raiders and Josh McDaniels, to mm. me, just like there's a need there at quarterback. The Las Vegas market just as a whole and knowing yeah. Tom Brady's entrepreneurial um, endeavors, if you will, feels like it fits maybe uh, in the new Silicon. I mean, in the I just call Las Vegas the new skill, Silicon Valley. It's going. not, you know. Um, I just don't see it. I know that like the the cute, sweet pictures of him growing up, like at Candlestick and whatever. Yeah. It yeah. people want it to work so badly and roster wise, I see it. But like, God, give Trey Lance a fighting chance yeah. here. Like yeah. you, something's got to give when it comes to him. Give him a future with the 49ers. Las Vegas silicone, maybe. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I like the fact that they would get Brady just because they're almost guaranteed that he won't get hurt. Like Brady doesn't get injured. <laughs> And so, like, that would be a nice thing. Yeah, Fine, I don't believe you it. You put that helmet on, who knows? That's right. what I'm playing. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I, no, everybody gets hurt in that helmet. It's crazy. This Brock Purdy story is terrible. A terrible yeah. story. I feel absolutely yeah. heartbroken for him and his family and, and his dad. That's why he kept trying to go. Like, just seeing He's it. out there throwing little passes and stuff yes. with the torn thing. So, I'm in on it for that, but I'm out. I'm out on Brady. You know why? I'd rather they go for Rodgers. Screw it. Go for it. <laughs> really? Trade. Do it. Every Northern California kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it's the history is incredible and the Alex Smith and all that, but um, they would have to trade a bunch of draft picks. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think this Niners team needs draft picks. I think they need one shot at a clean Super Bowl with the best quarterback available. I think Rodgers is a better Give quarterback better. than yeah. Brady right now. Yeah. I do, yeah. and I love Brady, but I think if you put him out there and Rodgers would just be unleashed again, I think it would be a rejuvenation. I think they go for Rodgers. Brady's a free agent. Rodgers, like you said, you'd have to trade mm-hmm. for. And yeah. Brady- I forgot to mention, too, I know, Peter, you're contextualizing. I think the Niners openly lusted after Rodgers a couple of years ago on draft day when he said, I may not be yeah. here. Like, mm. I, that was I know the story. John Lynch, that was the story. And I believe it. And I think Shanahan wanted him. And I actually think Rodgers was kind of into it, too. And I think a couple of years later, I think that's still there. That would be a way to kind of like blaze his own path. I suppose what we've been kind of uh, trying to put the fodder on the wall for like him going to the Jets. And yeah. like he doesn't like the Brett Favre connection. I don't think that's irrelevant. Doing I his, do, I know, doing his own thing, going that direction, doing something that no one before him had done, you know, mm-hmm. team to team. Yeah. It's interesting. I like Rodgers with the 49ers, but my, to have to trade yeah. value to get there. For sure. For, for sure. Brady as a free sure. agent, who's not going to command a ton of money either. I don't think. I think for Brady, it'll be more about going to a situation where I can win now and build the roster up, continue to build it around. Brady me. is going to have many suitors, I think. I don't think yeah. he has one of these deals where he's begging the teams. I think he's going to mm-hmm. take his time, or he can step away, or he can return to Tampa. But, mm-hmm. Jamie, to your point, I see those photos of him at the catch game. I see him as yeah, cool. a Niners fan, the Montana angle. Like, to end his career, to bookend it with New England, a Super Bowl in between with Tampa, and then to end it in that Niners jersey. I don't see it as like Franco Harris in a Seahawks jersey or Edron James Mm, in a Cardinals jersey. I see it as like Brady maybe bringing them right back to where they were and getting them over the top. We'll see. That's why we do the offseason here on NFL Network. Uh, We've got a guy named Jamal Williams joining us in studio later today here in New York. And this guy... Had an unbelievable season. He was one of the breakout players of the NFL. He was also one of the breakout personalities. Okay. Take a look at some of the best Jamal Williams off the field. I'm going to let you know, you know, this is for my nerds back home. You know, we Akoski'd out a little bit. Got the Akoski red cloud. See that up there? Uh-huh. The Akoski uh, roll bowl, you know me. That's what it is. Then my boy uh, Itachi right here. My bad. Looking at it different. Itachi, my, right, my boy right there. And then once you see this line right there, that mean like you banned from your clan. But oh. I'm from the Sand Clan. Yeah, I'm I'm a rogue ninja. First swag Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. First swag Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. <laughs> what are we gonna talk to Jamal? What is he gonna wear? I requested to our producers. I don't. I love the touchdowns. He had like 17 touchdowns more than Barry Sanders ever had. Like yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Can we get Give me the, that? Can we get that stuff? Um, <laughs> yeah. So while Jamal was probably the breakout character of the season, starting at Hard Knocks, ending with this incredible season and his Sunday night performance in Week 18, it's time to look ahead to Super Bowl week. And here's my statement: Knowing all the different personalities involved in this game, and that many of them are going to be introduced to America for the first time with a media week that starts on Monday night with media night. The statement is this. Darius Slay, who also goes merely by the name Slay, Mm -hmm. will be the breakout personality of Super Bowl week with all the cameras with those teams day in, day out. We in or we out? Jason McCourty. 1,000% in on this. Every time there's a camera in front of Slay, post game, Mm -hmm. wherever it is, he is entertaining. You mix the country accent with just him being extremely authentic, like he's sitting in a barbershop somewhere having a sports it's conversation. Good. It's good. I am all for it. And then also there's some great personalities. You have the Kelsey's, Brandon Graham, Frank yep. Clark. 
But they've all been on this stage before. Yes. They get to that media night when you first get there. They're just like, we're here for 45 minutes. Like, I want to go meet my family. There's other things I want to do. Slate's fired up for all of it. Bring all the cameras, all the lights, put them in <laughs> front of him, and just let him go. Whatever topics he wants to talk about, I'm all for okay. Slay. Great answer. Oh, Darius. The first name that came to mind was that one. And when I first heard the question, I was like, yes, immediately yes. And then I really racked my brain. I was like, there mm. must be somebody that we weren't prepared for, that we didn't see coming. Maybe on the field we did, but then all okay. of a sudden Monday night's going to okay. emerge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco. I like it. I see it. I, I think like something's going to happen with him. I think people are going to fall in love with him. His story. First, they're going to see him Monday night. They're going to be like, who is this guy? What's, why is he like dancing on the floor? It'd be like a swarm of reporters <laughs> around him. And then the, the video's going to emerge. And they're going to be like, oh, wait, we love his story. We've told it here a bunch of times. A New Jersey product goes to Rutgers, has a challenging family tragedy that he overcomes mm-hmm. through his time in high school and college. And now he is having an unbelievable rookie season. And then he's going to have a st- standout Super Bowl performance. And then everyone's going to be like, pop, mm-hmm, pop, mm-hmm, pop. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Pacheco. I like, it. I like it. I'm on the same page as both of you. Pacheco is definitely my watch list. And I'm looking at guys who are first-time Super Bowl players. Mm. So the Kelsey's, yeah. they're yeah. out. Yeah. A lot of those Eagles are out. Um, A.J. Brown is interesting. I think he's a little like livelier that. on Twitter yeah. than he is in person. Yeah. So my answer is I'm going in on Slay because mm. it's not only a first-time guy. It's, you got to think of the origin story. Long time in Detroit. No winning, no bright lights, no celebration. Mississippi State uh, wins a Music City Bowl and loses a Gator Bowl. He's mm. not one of these guys who shows up in the college football playoff. This is the biggest thing ever. I think endorsements are out there for Slay. Slay can be used in a lot of words, both G and R-rated and all kinds of endorsements. Talk about I it. will give a little bit of advice to Darius Slay. Make the change. Change your name to Slay. I mean legally. Your name is Darius Demetrius Slay Jr., which means you're a second one. You're a junior. But if you really want to market this thing, run with it, and you get Slay <laughs> as your legal name, that goes on your nameplate. That becomes an incredibly cool. It's Cher. It's Bono. It's Drake. It's Slay. Change it, dude. Go all in. I love that idea. And then you win the week. You hit a lot of the key points in my argument as well, and that the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl. So yep. aside from the Pacheco and some of the other young guys and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's a personality who's been added. Good call. And Juju, who's been Juju. added. Mm. For the most part, a lot of these guys we've seen in these media nights. I'll give you one name on the Eagles who has not been with that first team but has really emerged and has become a lovable character. The big Aussie. Jordan Maialata oh. could be. And now you have that international feel to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. where like you've got all the international media saying, oh, Jordan, you're the Australian. The hijinks at opening night. Someone's going to have like a didgeridoo. I don't know. Nice. I don't even know if that's Australian. That's for sure. Kangaroo, it's Australian. Margot Robbie, Paul Hogan. Do you know Jordan Maialata is dating Margot Robbie? I did not know Wow. Put that shrimp on the barbie. That's all we got. I think that if Travis Kelsey was a defensive tackle, this is amazing. I think if uh, Jason Kelsey was a safety, this is amazing. And they will have direct Super Bowl combat against each other physically. I love this. These guys have both been in the league a long time. They're on opposite sidelines. There will be no interaction whatsoever in the game. It's just this fun thing where they're brothers and we like both of them. But there's really not much else to it. I I think it's so low-hanging fruit. (laughs) It certainly is. And there's a lot of other fruit over the years that we've picked. 
We did that segment yesterday. The Kelseys are brothers. We get it. Let's just get out ahead of this 13 days before the Super Bowl. And, like, can we move on to another storyline? Now, Jamie, uh, I thought pushed back really well and said I'm interested. And then online, socially, I thought it was, like, right down the middle. Like, some people are like, yes, we get it. Move on. Some people are like, no, it's really interesting. We finished that segment. I get a text on my phone. It says, I didn't know the Kelseys were brothers. I want the stories. It's from my own dad. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. He's like, I actually didn't know. So uh, that brings to mind, is it going to be already one of the most over-talked about beaten to a pulp storylines ever? Well, we have a top five for over the years. Peter and I are going to present five of them. You remember them, you love them, you were like, enough already, let's get right to it, and then we'll respond. And number five of the most over-talked about Super Bowl storylines of all time, going back just two years ago. Guys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. It had never (laughs) happened before. And we talked a lot about it, how they win the NFC, and there they are at Raymond James, and Brady's at home. And somebody on this set right now did breathless vignettes about the Buccaneers can sleep in their own beds and drive their own cars and kind of ended up working. It was a very one-sided Super Bowl. Peter, what do you remember? It was just, it had never been done before. A lot of talk about it. It had never been done before. (laughs) And we heard about it four years earlier when the Vikings were a game away from yeah. And it had never been done. And it's before. still never been done before. And then it was done. And then there were no fans in the stadium except like for like 50 people who were there that year. And it was like right. it, it, it's a home it was game. The COVID it was the COVID and there's always one person who runs in and says, you know, back in the day, the 49ers played at Stanford, and that was very close to it, but it's not technically their home stadium. So they broke that and they won. Certainly no intrigue with that this year with the Cardinals. But uh, moving on to next year, we'll find out. Uh, Peter, what's at number four? Guess what? The Rams did it the following year. They won in their home stadium, and now that's finally done. Um, All right. Let's go back. Speaking of the Rams, uh, look, you have 13 days to fill content before the Super Bowl, and then you've got a 1,000 celebrities and, and athletes coming to Radio Row selling razors and deodorant and whatever. Dog food. Dog food. Tell us about the exciting work, Emmett Smith, that you're doing with this uh, potato chip. Well, I'm very excited. We've teamed up. I say teamed up. We've teamed up. It's on the same topic. I've been on. there. And I go to Super Bowl 53, and gosh, if I had to hear another word about how much older Bill Belichick was than Sean McVay... Mm. It was the storyline oh, wow. that could... You, hey, guess what? Belichick grew up watching Bonanza. <laughs> McVay grew up watching Modern Family. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know oil prices when Belichick <laughs> started coaching was like $2 a gallon? How about a gallon of gas? And, and now now the gas is way more. Milk costs this much when yep. Belichick a dozen was this age. And it, the number one song when Belichick was 33, yeah. uh, McVay did, was Let It Be. There were references to Jimmy Carter and presidential administration. We and then, Peter, it. do you remember there was a storyline where Belichick texted McVeigh uh, yes. and there was a t- connection between them and they were both over that? It was a lot of that. The, the, the Super Bowl media night, there was everyone trying to get something from them, but like McVeigh wasn't given an inch and Belichick was not engaging, was not looking to have like no. a funny old, like, I'm grandpa. He went out there, he had Jason McCourty at safety, and he kicked his ass. Yeah, he really did. Jason, huge play in that game. Belichick was certainly older, and in that game, he was his daddy. Um, Number three. All right, this is deep in the weeds. Do you remember this? Super Bowl 40. It's between the Steelers and the Seahawks, and beloved Pittsburgh Steeler Jerome Bettis grew up in the city of Detroit, and the game happened to be played there, and we took that and ran with it. Never mind that Jerome had played most of his career in Pittsburgh, and then he was a Ram, and he was in college in Indiana. For some reason, we were so enraptured that he went to McKenzie High School in Detroit, the Stags, and he was going to finish his career there. And every setup, every story, every article was, and what a finish would it be for Jerome Bettis to finish in his hometown of Detroit. It's never been more 
paid attention to where someone is actually from than it was Jerome Bettis is from Detroit. Do you remember this? It's the thing. Like, I got a text yesterday when you were doing the Kelsey Brothers with someone in the NFL being like, did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Not, yeah, I did. That, that, that's a real 40 happened in 2005. That's that's almost 20 years ago, and yet Jerome Bettis being from Detroit. Look at Tariko. He's like, what is it like right here to win into your home sound of Detroit? Because that was the question people were asking. Jerome Bettis is a top five favorite football player for me of all time. I didn't care that he was from Detroit. I cared that he was for the Irish, and I cared that he was running against the, the Ravens and the at AFC North, but it was everywhere. What's number two? Number two, did you know that the uh, the Patriots were almost undefeated? I heard. It was a, they flirted with it. They really did. <laughs> My gosh, Super Bowl 42. I covered this one. It was in Arizona, just like this year's Giants, Patriots. I think the 72 Dolphins guys are still living off the money they made just doing appearances during this Super Bowl. They made a lot. Perfect bill. Perfect bill. I mean, yeah. this was it was all we ever heard about how undefeated season, undefeated season, undefeated season. I think it played so much of a role that the Giants were like, there is no way this is happening. We have to beat them for the sake of everybody so we don't hear about the perfect season that the Patriots had. When we're, it was this chase for greatness, and it started in, like, week three. Mm-hmm. And then it went to, like, week five. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we got to the Super Bowl, and it was like, wait, new eyeballs are on this game. Did you know that the Patriots are only become the second team to go Super Bowl? And then it led itself to so much greater conversation that had nothing to do with Patriots-Giants. There were actual earnest conversations about this team versus the 27 Yankees and the Jordan Bulls. Like, is this the greatest team of all time? And then they got smacked around by the Giants and couldn't Giants even beat them. Giants win 17-14. David Tyree, we love you. And Sean O'Hara, we love you, despite yep. the holding on the play. And finally, the most <laughs> overcovered Super Bowl storyline of all time. This is, this is the one that walked so the Kelseys could run. It wasn't the Super Bowl. It was the heart. And there it is. Jim and John. I'm sure you love this, Jamie. We're brothers. <laughs> it was incredible. They were brothers 50 yards apart on opposite sidelines. And they were coaching. And incredibly... Um, John's son was on gym staff, too, and then Jack Harbaugh was there, and Jackie Harbaugh was there. They renamed it, rebranded it. wasn't the Super Bowl. The Harbowl between the two. Sweet, sweet divine intervention happened in this game, and it became the Blackout Super Bowl because the power went out for 34 minutes. But it was just, if you think it's a lot of Kelsey's, Harbaugh, 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 Harbaugh. And Jim is a very, very eccentric guy, so he led into it, and it was an unbelievable saturation. Peter, you remember. Of course, and Jack, the father of the Western Kentucky coach, took very diligent notes of both teams and would send notes all the time to his sons with his coaching stuff. It was a lot. And of course, they played on a Thanksgiving once as well, and it was a lot then. So every time they played, it became the hardball, and then they played in the Super Bowl. I was like, are you serious? (laughs) Jamie, there's the list. Top five of all time. Did we miss any, or do you have any bones to pick? Do you guys feel better? you feel better about yourselves? Feel good. Feel very therapeutic. Felt great before I started. Felt great now. Feel very therapeutic. 12 days of Kelsey talk. (laughs) Yep, we're ready. You guys, I hope to God I never get to a point where I am so jaded that I feel the need to openly mock Mm -hmm. the things that people find the most interest in Mm -hmm. before an international Mm -hmm. event. An event in which people in, let's just say, Germany, for example... Maybe have never heard of Maybe. the Kelsey brothers, and so when they go to watch our show, mm-hmm. perhaps we enlighten them. So to blatantly sure. ignore something that you have mm-hmm. deemed so overcovered, mm-hmm. perhaps like people who like to run frustrated throughout the season, <laughs> maybe just don't overkill it and just say like, you know what, new audience sometimes, and we will welcome sure. them openly. Sure, very so good. I just allow you it's to adorable. keep going. 
I'll, to those I'll, people in Germany, you got to see it. Mahomes versus Brandon <laughs> Graham is going to be amazing. <laughs> Mahomes versus Slay is going to be so much better. Why do oh, you but they need are to brothers. decide what the most interesting thing I'm, is? I'm just, I'm just mad the McCourty twins aren't on the board. I you know, be, I didn't talk I guess about I'm it enough. Six. Mm-hmm. I, I want, I wanted to be in the top five. We I didn't find it that interesting at the time. The Jerome Bettis thing. I don't remember talking about it at all. The media really cared. They ended up winning and have an incredible defensive performance. That's the list. What did we miss? Tweet at GMFB. And Kyle in particular. Coming up, what's next for the Bengals? How long were their Super Bowl? Kyle, should we keep asking the window question or are we over it? Is that okay? All right, window will be open. We're going to break it all down next. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey, guys. It's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Windows my whole career and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, you know, things are going to change year to year, but... Uh, our window's always open. All right, that was Joe Burrow and his turtleneck speaking when asked about the Bengals' Super Bowl window a few weeks back. Now that his season is over, the Bengals will be hard at work negotiating a contract extension for their franchise quarterback. Here's what head coach Zach Taylor had to say about the status. Fortunately, um, I don't have to put that <laughs> to put that on paper, you know, in terms of what that is. That's just the, the business we're in right now. Um, he's everything we want to be about. He, he is a hard worker. Um, he cares about his teammates. He cares about where he's from, Ohio. 
um, this fan base. I think he represents us the right way. And so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Yeah, it's cool. An Ohio kid playing for the Bengals. Um, aside from working out the details of Joe Burrow's extension, the Bengals have to figure out what to do about these other key players on their roster who are all set to become free agents in March. Those are some names. The, the clips recently, Jesse Bates being mm. openly upset about the fact that kind of acknowledging could be, could have been his last game in a Bengals jersey. But what do you think, Jay, when you look at that uh, list? Yeah, I think for them, you, you try to find a way to determine who the nucleus of the team is and pay those guys. But realistically, when you say, hey, my window is my career, we haven't really seen that transpire lately. We saw Tom Brady do it for a long time, and it's documented. He took less and all this, that, and the third. But there haven't been a lot. Mahomes has the opportunity now to win two Super Bowls, kind of in the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty. But I, I think that's the main thing. You have to determine the nucleus of the team and pay those guys. And then you have some free agents that may be signed, take a little bit less to get an opportunity to play with Burrow and a chance to win a Super Bowl. The window is so complicated right now because of all the AFC quarterbacks and who knows what that means. Burrow. No one is assured of anything. Listen, we know that obviously Burrow and Mahomes and whatever Allen's future is. The Trevor Lawrence Jacksonville thing is interesting. The Justin Herbert thing is the Lamar thing is all those guys want the same spot. Yeah. So this idea that, well, Burrow will get his eventually. I don't know. In terms of how do they maintain it after they pay him everything they possibly can if he takes that, just have to draft like a maniac. They have the 29th pick in this year's draft. You just have to hit on all of them. You need cheap labor, cheap, talented labor. It's too hard otherwise. Yeah. Um, the Mahomes has been managed to do it because Mahomes is Mahomes. If Burrow is as good as Mahomes, they can keep it afloat. Yeah, and look at their rookie class this year. You look at that. They had Karloftis and McDuffie starting on defense. They've got Joshua Williams. They've got Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. They, they've drafted really Gotta well. And you have to hit it because those guys are where they don't make a ton of money. Um, I was with Sean Payton on Sunday. Sean Payton, by the way, who's still very much alive for some coching jobs. What's going I don't, on? I don't, okay. like, I don't like all that talk, everyone poo-pooing that. Just, mm. just you wait. Okay. I think he's still very alive. Okay. I, don't know. I don't know for sure, but I think he's <laughs> not close to Sounds like you know. <laughs> Um, super max deals, he was saying. Super max, like in the NBA. Yeah. Mahomes would be the first one to win one since getting one of those super max deals if he I wins see. this weekend. So, like, once we gave out these crazy contracts that are like $30 million or yeah. more, none of these quarterbacks have won because yeah. they don't have the stuff around them. Seems so, so does Burrow do that? Does he go to the super max? I think mm. he does, but yeah. you got to deal with it. Give me my money. So Brady did the first time, but then he he negotiated, or he didn't negotiate down, but he took less over time. But, like, Brady qualified as a supermax at the time that he did it. Is that He was never one of the top guys. He was guys never one of the top guys. So why can't Burrow be that guy? Mm. Yeah, he can. He could. I go, go, be that guy. go tell Joe Burrow that, hey, you should take I'm not, less. I'm just saying. Somebody's that, like, paid to manage the cap. You do your job. I'm doing mine. I always love that you stick with that oh, stance. Why should Fiercely. I take less? Fiercely. Are there any international supermodels that Joe Burrow can marry and add their income? <laughs> I, think he is I mean, that's part of the Very lovely the and happy with his... Uh, Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. 
At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com slash build. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.